<laughs> check one two, check one two, Miami on the Rocks, Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest, she's in the industry, she's moving and shaking. Andrea De Castro, De, De Castro Media. How are you? Hi, great. How, how's everything? Uh Ange, uh Ange Mel linked me up with you. I told Mel, I mean, yeah, I told Mel, I was like, yo, I need to find some women that are that have careers. And she's like, yo, my homegirl Andrea, she <laughs> she's she's serious in, in the industry. So explain a little bit about you and what your company does. Um, so thank you, Mel. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> well, I work in the in the Latin market. Um, mm -hmm. I do publicity for artists. I have a digital marketing agency where we do from traditional press in U.S., in Puerto Rico, in Dominican Republic, in Latin America, and we promote artists all over the world. We do all of their strategies from you know, the, the way that we're going to build a campaign towards people mm. consuming the songs on the artist, mm. you know? So we do everything that has to do with making them viral. Mm -hmm. um, we deal with influencer campaign, TikTok campaigns. And, you know, we, we are involved in every single thing that the artist needs to just be mm -hmm. consumed. Not only right. have a fan base, but for people to buy them and be like, okay, like, I'm a fan. Mm. I'm going to consume that. I want to buy the hoodie that they're wearing. I want to, you know, just like be involved. S sell in, themselves and, as a yeah, product. Exactly. So we brand them out. And not only doing that, we um, coordinate all of their interviews, all of the strategies and media plans, um, press kids. We do everything that has Damn, to do yeah, with the So it sounds kind of like management as well. A little man It's a little bit of everything. I've done management before, but um, with what I'm doing now, I'm super involved in digital marketing. I think that's my, my strongest point inside um, mm. my business. And we have different, um, I don't know how to say this word in English, though. Dime, uh, dime. I'm Ramas. But Like diferentes ramas dentro de, de mi negocio. Oh, different like assets, different facets, different branches. Yeah, we have different branches. Right. Like one of, one of the, the, the things that we do is that we even deal with their styling, the way that they're going to be dressed for something, mm -hmm. the way that we're going to um, build the strategy for their pictures, for their content. Mm. Um, we do everything that has to do with them. Dope. So before we get into like the, the beginnings of your company, name some quickly, just name some artists that you work with. Um, I have Raúl Alejandro. We do Braithiago. I have Farruko and his whole company. I work with with Neon 16, mm. people like Tiny, um, Adarito Diaz, Chris Floyd, um, Dylan Fuentes. Um, I've worked with Weezing. Um, we work a lot with huge record labels. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we've worked with every, almost everybody that's on top right now in the Latin market. Mm -hmm. Because when I when I started, um, that was kind of like La Nueva Ola. And mm -hmm. those are my clients now. Okay, dope. Yeah, I've been doing this for for four years so how did it start for you how, how did how did you get into you know because a lot of women are you know they're trying to figure it out they want to get into business and uh, and how did it start it was for you? complicated and a little um controversial though i uh, controversial is good yeah controversial is good you know you learn a lot from controversies inside mm -hmm. this industry in particular um i started working media 15 years ago mm -hmm. my father was someone very known in puerto rico so his controversy is just de donde puerto rico 100 uh yeah well my mom she's costa rican okay so i'm kind of like you know gotcha. mixed um but i'm from puerto rico you were born in puerto rico i was born in puerto rico okay and um when i was 15 years old um, my father went to jail mm-hmm um for corruption he was a politician mm -hmm. 
so growing up that was kind of like my background i was all um you know into politics and i knew everybody i would go to every media thing with my father and i wouldn't know a lot about how to um deal with media and how to create strategies so you kind of like grew up in it i grew up in this okay, when i was dope. born my my dad was um preparing himself to become the mayor of the 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 city san juan san juan mm-hmm. yeah so um i i was born into this and I, and when i was 15 my dad goes to jail for this and he mm-hmm. did nine years and i become like a public target in all the media in Puerto Rico because he goes to jail and his his case was huge on the news. Mm-hmm. So it was so controversial that I started talking publicly about my father's situation mm. and I got really involved. So I got like, you know, just put out there in a very how, negative way. And how old were you at that time? I was 15 years old. Wow. So can, can you explain a little bit like how you dealt with that? Like what do you do at 15 years old and you have, you know, you're in the spotlight and, and you know. Uh, pe- I would describe a lot of it as then lost. I was very lost. I was very... It consumed me a lot. It changed me. Because it is trauma at the end of the day. It is very traumatizing because you're like, you, you have a very powerful father mm-hmm. and suddenly you know it just all goes to shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and he he goes to jail and he was um he was probably gonna do more than 30 years he ended up doing almost eight or nine Mm -hmm. and it was very hard on me so all of the press was just like bashing me all the time because i was the and you had nothing to do with it you're just 15 year 15 year old you know like Puerto, puerto rico the press they just want ratings so they found someone knew that was fresh mm, that, that they was, could attack a 15 year old girl attack and and you could find so many flaws on a 15 year old girl that's mm. has money goes out you know mm-hmm. so um when i'm when i was like uh a couple years later i was already like a huge target in the press for every single thing that i do they would put me in the radio they would create um comedy shows about me they would do so many things to Did talk about you have about to have me. like security and shit like i that? i had security i've had security my whole life mm-hmm. since i was um growing up since i was born um so yeah i had security also at that point but then when i was like i think it was like four years after he was in jail i was so pissed at the press Mm-hmm. and at that moment youtube wasn't as big in puerto rico mm-hmm. but i had really good relationships with what all year is this um this was like i think like 2010 okay or something and youtube wasn't as big but i had many friends in the industry mm-hmm. so i talked to one of my friends that was doing music videos and i'm like hey you know what like i'm so pissed off at these people i'm tired of them of talking shit about me and my family because mm-hmm. they're saying that every single thing that i own in my house or my car or whatever is stolen because you know the the term corrupt is like people don't understand that there's so many different terms inside the word corruption right and and they don't understand the whole meaning of it so i was pissed off and i did a video of my dad's condo that's where i used to live Mm because i stayed with his house and Mm -hmm. everything and i posted it and in 24 hours they've grabbed more than 200,000 views on youtube and it went viral it was everywhere in the news and i became like a huge target and everybody is like this little girl she had the balls mm. <laughs> and the like vi- if you're bragging about like no but i i bragged the oh, video was me bragging. Shit. no 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 no, no. <laughs> i was totally bragging i was mm-hmm. like oh you guys want to talk shit well listen you know what my dad is in jail mm-hmm. and this is my house this is my marble floor and this is my house oh, and tough. i don't give a shit yeah so just keep talking i'm tired of you guys talking and attacking me for something that i didn't do and my dad did mm. 
so it just it, it made me huge in a very controversial and hard way it was very hard for me but it made me a very strong woman and i think that it's it's what built my character towards the woman that i am today mm-hmm. and what i do today with artists so it, it i, I to think have it like was thick skin and you're always working around men and to be shrewd yeah. you have to be that way in a, in a you woman have to be in business very, you, you need to be very very strong you know people like angelina are women like that they mm. have very strong character and they don't they don't let anybody intimidate them and i think that this is something that that really helped me it made me cry a lot. It mm-hmm. frustrated me. And you had to heal at the, through it at the end of the it, day. It still he- frustrates you, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. But um, I think it's it's what made me. And it's it's very important. So after these years, you know, when does the, the industry start? Like, who's like the first artist? Who's the first? Er- so the, at that year, 2010, um, I started getting involved. In, in certain things in the industry because my dad had great relationships with, with the biggest rappers in the industry mm. so they would become like my uncles like at that time like the, at like that the ogs time, like the, my, yeah, like the we dad, sings and the like hector el father oh, okay. he was um, really good friends with my dad and stuff like that and my dad was in jail and they would like you know always be concerned like i'm there are you okay you know everything's fine because they are people that my my father would you know, like always be aware of how they're doing and would mm-hmm. help them out. And they had good relationships. So at that time I got a manager and my manager would manage Hector too. Mm. So I started getting involved and accidentally I would help um, different artists and I would be like, okay, I'll help you with press because I had, they would call me and blow up my phone. They wanted to interview me every single day wow. for content that I said, you know what? Like, okay, I'm going to help all my friends and I'm going to just like, schedule some mm-hmm. interviews for them and that was like at 2010 2012 i stopped and then at 2015 2016 um one of my friends calls me and he's like hey i want to go to a concert um are you gonna be there and i'm like yeah sure are you coming and he's like yeah um so i'm like who are you coming with what's your protocol are you coming with your security like What's your team so I can put you on the list for backstage? Mm-hmm. And he he was this artist, he was popping very good at that moment. You can't say his name? Uh yeah, his name was Almighty. Okay. Yeah. And he was popping and I could he, tell why you were like didn't kinda wanna say his name, but the, Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> uh, Andrea, like I, I wanna come to this blah blah. And I'm like, okay, so you come in with people and he's like, No, 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 I'm just, you know, just coming by myself. And I'm like, listen, like you're important like you're a celebrity people know you Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to come with you know like security or something Mm -hmm. like you never know and he was not on the list though i figured everything out i got him in and everything went pretty smooth and when he comes in someone from the press comes to interview him and they just like go attack him to Mm -hmm. interview him and i'm like excuse me i'm his publicist you can't interview my client without asking me Mm -hmm. or like letting me know what you want to talk to him about so i need to brief him before and i was not his publicist Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was not a publicist so we started just talking like that and then like uh, a day after he calls me he's like hey can you be my publicist and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. sure i'll be your publicist i I think that was your first time ever like yeah but this is 
something that I've dealt with my whole life. My mom, she's a, she is a publicist. She has. A, so you were kind of like a publicist already, without yeah, even. Really a, when I, when I was growing up, and my dad was a politician, my mom owned one of the biggest um, agencies in Puerto Rico for publicity mm. and everything. So mm. she had very good con um, contracts and contacts and everything. So I was brought up into this. I I totally understood how everything would work, mm -hmm. and I started getting involved with Almighty, like in in his work and everything, and show and showing him like everything that he used to do to put himself out there we did a great work and he was even popping even more and then just clients would come in and they mm -hmm. started coming in and then i quit my job with him like uh, i would say like three months later mm -hmm. and i had like 14 to 16 clients at that point wow and i became really good and i started doing booking for them i started doing styling for them i started i just hustled my way up i was like i want that check i don't care if it's 500 yeah i just i want that bag so i started working with everybody and i just um started studying everything that uh every other publicist brought to the table mm -hmm. and i said okay so what do i have that they don't have mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm a public figure and I'm Andrea and everybody knows me and I am very well dealing with controversies. So I just started studying everything and just mm -hmm. bringing in to the table when nobody dared to. And I'm sure a lot of the other publicists were like, you know, like um, viejos and shit. Like, so mm, you're probably bringing like, you're like yeah. youth, like new you, like youth and you're bringing your millennial. Not only their age, but they're so traditional and they were so scared to risk themselves. And you know, like, I think that, um, one of the keys to my success is that, um, you know, I'm just myself. When mm -hmm. I start working with a client, um, they know my background. They mm -hmm. know all the controversies that I've been through, but they know that I'm always going to tell them how important it is to connect with the public being yourself mm. because people want transparency. They want that. They want to feel like they're your friends. Like when you grab your phone and you talk and you're the artist and you're talking to the public, they want, they don't want a filter. They want the real you. So I think that I'm a perfect example of just being yourself 100%. And I never stopped dressing the way that I dressed. Yeah. I never stopped um, expressing myself the way that I did. I modified certain things that I knew that would, um, you know, level me up. Right. But I've always been like, you know, right. and I don't mean it in a bad way, but I'm a smart girl. I know how to talk. I'm very well educated. Right. So I, I used all of that in my advantage. Yeah, and, and as far as like connecting with people, because I was in radio for eight years, and, and a lot of people just want to show their highlight reel on Instagram, mm -hmm. just all the good things. Yeah. But when you start to show like the bad shit that you're going through, and you're transparent with the people, your followers, that's how they connect to you. They're like, oh, this yeah. person is human. They're not like a no, and they feel like, oh shit, like she went through something that I went through, you know. And like I have a bunch of haters. That's something mm -hmm. that that's like it, it it's always gonna happen, and they will attack you for anything. Mm -hmm. But um. There, there's a lot of people that have gone through things that I have gone through, like perhaps mm -hmm. having a father in prison or having someone that you love inside. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot about that because after my dad came out, um, I promised everybody that I was going to still work for, for rights, for their rights. Mm -hmm. So I would do that. And I connected with a lot of people that I never imagined that I would. And I would get involved in, in, in different things and just helping people, you know, uh, in English rehabilitate yourself rehabilitate yeah. yourself yeah so okay so 
are, are you and your dad good now? Like you, you guys have a good relationship. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when? So when do you move from Puerto Rico to, to Miami or to the United States in general? I moved to Miami like a year and a half ago. Oh. Yeah, but I've always been coming here since I was growing up. Got you. And I ended up here a year and a half ago because um, I had some scandal going on in Puerto Rico, and I was more scandal. More scandal oh, that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. But um, I had a scandal going on, and I was like. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in Puerto Rico. My mm -hmm. work is going amazing. So why do I want to stay there? Right. Why do I want to stay there when I know that I'm not going to feel comfortable until I heal from this that just happened? Right. So I move mm -hmm. and I went on tour with Rao. We we went to to Europe. I went with another client of mine to Spain and I just kept going and I kept working and working and working and I just moved here. And I moved here and I love it. And I think it, it it was the perfect moment because I needed to expand. At some point, Puerto Rico was too little for me. Well, I tell I've, people all the time that, you know, like in the American music industry, if you want to be in the industry, you got to be in L.A. But I tell people all the time, Miami is the L.A. of the Latin world. It is. Everybody lives here. Everybody's so, moving here right now. Yeah. So this is the place to be. And the, the studios and the connections and the relationships and everything. And, you know, like I already know almost everybody in the Latin market. So, um... I wanted to move here and create new relationships with people from the American market mm -hmm. because I want to start doing other things. That, Bridging that the would, gap. Yeah, because that would now benefit cool. me in that area. Like, I would want to do things with American artists, mm. with my Latin artists. Because if not, you're just going to go and you're going to keep running in the same circle all over again. And exactly. I would be like, no. Exactly, exactly. And you're that's not going to grow at all. That's why I moved to Colombia. Like I saw in 2014. When you moved I to Colombia? Yeah, and I took Spanish, and that's how I learned. Like, yeah, so when in 2014, when I saw like J Balvin come out and like reggaeton like get popping again, and I quit mm -hmm. radio, I was like, yo, I see like this is not gonna be like 07 with the Daddy Yankee era. This is gonna be like some different shit. So I moved to Colombia, and I was ahead of the game because now only I do Spanish clubs now. I play four hours of only Spanish music, and but that I'm is like, so that, that's why it's so important to diversify culture yourself and, and yeah, and culture yourself and do a little bit more like speaking more than one language, even if you don't speak Spanish completely, but you know that you have more knowledge than someone else, and it's very important, and especially here in Miami too, like. I think almost everybody speaks a little bit of Spanish. I love, you know, it's like, I think it's like 70% of the world is bilingual. Mm -hmm. It's just only us in the United States mm -hmm. that is just in their own little world, you know? But yeah, so first of all, I was early on Raul Alejandro. I think he's amazing. Like he could he actually sing. Like so he's that was my first, first, first um, huge client. I've been working with Raul for four years. Mm -hmm. And his um, development has been great. Like his growth is just, amazing he's so disciplined and but he's in his own lane because he can dance he does he like choreography right and he can actually sing he doesn't need crazy auto tune yeah. so you know and he has his own sauce it's like you know it's different it's kind of like a chris brownish vibe like yeah yeah and he's so fun and uh, the girls love him but the boys love him too so mm -hmm. it's just he he blew up last year and it was sick yeah it was just like his yeah. momentum. Where, how do you see the, like the future for him? Because I see him being a superstar. Just the way his look is too. Like in Rao, Rao is a superstar, and you know I think that um, the key to Rao is just besides him. Um, maybe you're good. Sorry. I'll edit it. I'll edit it. Sorry. You good? I'm so sorry for that. Um, okay. You're I go so back media to trained. You're good. <laughs> no, go. <laughs> so sorry. So 
Rao, um, I see Rao being huge. He's to me, he's already a superstar. You know, mm -hmm. he he's amazing and he's so disciplined. And besides being disciplined, it's that he's so humble. Mm -hmm. He's very humble. And when you don't believe it a thousand percent, you're like, oh my god, I'm still dreaming. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, like I've done this, and every time that he does something different, he still gets excited. So I think that that's the key. That's very important for, I think, not only for artists, for everybody. Mm -hmm. You should always feel like, oh, my God, like, I, I did something else right. in, in my career. And, and Rao has that. He's one of, uh, one of those boys. That's dope. Well, what's another artist that, that excites you, maybe that you're working with, or you see I potential love, in? I love working with Farruko. He's so versatile. Mm -hmm. he, he's into any type of, of, of music. I think that... What, the word for Farruko would be that he's like uh, un camaleón. You know, like this diver animal that changes colors. Oh, chameleon. A chameleon. Oh my God, I am yeah. sucking at these words. No, I feel like I'm sucking so for not he's understanding. A, he's a, like, to me, he's that because él se puede... Um, He could transform himself into any type Reggae, of genre, trap, everything. Uh, and his voice is sick. And mm. his discipline is sick. And the way that that he connects with the public, I think it's special because he's himself. Right. He, he's got great success, great, uh, a great position in the industry, but he, he never forgets where he came from. That's dope. And that's also very important. He was one of the first ones out of that second wave that happened, like when, like 2014, like on reggaeton, like came back, it was him jay balvin he was one of those yeah, first, blew up. first one so he's i feel like in my opinion he's one of those artists that has to try to like reinvent himself and try to do new things to, yeah, and to he's be fresh always doing that like exactly. like one of my my favorite teams that i work with it's his specifically because shout his, out to frank it, yeah frank, frank. <laughs> we love you frank um it's because they are always into knowledge Mm -hmm. Frank is always looking for knowledge, you know, like um, how to create more strategies, how to be seen here and there, but like diversify, how to not keep doing the same thing that everybody's doing. Mm -hmm. And we're never looking at what everybody else is doing. We're doing our own thing and we have our own formula and everything. And it, it's it's very great. That's one of my, my favorite um, teams to work with. And I, I really love it. It's really cool. And I not only work for Farruko, I work with Carbon Fiber with Frank. Mm -hmm. So I work with all of the artists inside um, the company. Like mm -hmm. Millie, he's blowing up right now. He's huge. Um, he went viral. He went into the 50 best um, songs in Spotify, Global. Um, he went viral on TikTok. We have so many artists in there, like Larry Over, Ghetto, Lil Tati, that's Frank's son, and mm -hmm. he's coming inside the American market. Mm -hmm. So it's a total different project. You know, it's 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 a lot of things. And besides that, I also work with Neon 16 that I have Tiny there, and we have Dylan Fuentes, we have Alvarito Diaz, we have projects going on now with Jandel, we have Hodoski, that's a, a a super cool and edgy rapper. You know, it's it's a little bit of everything. There's so many different talents, but the way that we work each one of them, it's in such a different way, and it's so fun. How is it working with Tiny, like on the producer end? Like um, to me. Tiny is a genius. Yeah. He's number one, you know? Yeah. He's he's great. And I think that the way that he moves himself and he carries himself is very important for all the, the kids that are growing up and trying to get involved in the industry as producers. Mm -hmm. I think he's a great example of 
perseverancia, mm -hmm. of discipline, and, and he's been doing this for years. And, and he made it to the top, and he's there, and he's not only, you know, inside the Latin market, he's doing English. movies, he's doing English movies, and he has a great team. He has people like Lex Borrero as his partners, and, and, and they're people that are brilliant, that bring so much to the table, you know, and so much knowledge that I think that that is very important for producers also to, to mm -hmm. do, because it's not only making hits, mm -hmm. it's picking the correct people around you mm. to help you elevate yourself inside the industry or to help you not fall exactly. to, to have yeah, the people that can check you when you're doing something crazy yeah you know? and, and 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 you know that that is very very interesting and to me it's it's an honor to work with him i think that um i was telling lex the other day um i'm like when i came into a meeting with lex to work for neon 16 i was just like shook because i'm like oh my god like I'm, i'm being like i know i'm good i know i'm great i know i'm amazing at my job mm -hmm. but moving to miami and working with companies like carbon fiber and neon 16 and universal and things like that i was like it was like lex like you don't understand he 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 said some really good words to me about the way that i work and i was just like damn i want to cry like mm -hmm. i think i made it yeah <laughs> like i made it That's i feel dope. i feel really good about it so th they're great people and it's so really interesting what are some new them. things you're trying to get into in your company because you said you have like a 360 approach like you kind of deal with a, a little bit of everything yeah we have a one-stop shop we have mm -hmm. different divisions inside the castro media and i'm i'm working on new things inside um digital mm-hmm We do a lot of things in digital marketing. The way that we promote our artists is very different. Um, everybody wants to know how we do it. And have you heard of NFTs? Have you heard of that? I have. Okay. I of have. course you have. You're on your game. <laughs> I have. But the way that I I work and move myself around digital marketing, everybody wants to know, and I don't even reveal it to my clients. Oh. I don't. Can't tell them the sauce. I mean, it's my biggest income. So, you know, I'm very good at traditional press, but I'm amazing at digital marketing. So that is your biggest strength, you would say, is like the social media type marketing. And the yes, yes, yes. Got you. And I just, I started doing different things inside digital marketing the way that I promoted it. I would include girls. I would include so many risky things that people would be like, oh my God, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to get that girl to promote my song. Yeah. And then like a couple months later, um, like one of my friends is Veronica Rodriguez and everybody's I like, had her on here too. and Vero is my friend. And they're like, oh, like Andrea is crazy because she's using Veronica for promotions for her artists. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then like six months later, they are all hiring my Veronica mm, yeah, for better... their promotions. Wow. Because they would talk so much shit and now they're doing it. So, you know, like at the end of the day, you know how it is. And they copy you. So that's why there's a couple things that I do and I don't yeah. say and I don't reveal how I do it. I hate the art. I'm not into like the artists who like they, they make a song and then they try to force something like the challenge, like the, the, the dance or the challenge. Now they're trying to do so it. So one doesn't of the feel... things that we do is that we develop the strategy on the challenges. Mm -hmm. So one of the, the biggest ones that we did was for Perreito, for Mariah. This mm -hmm. was like two and a half years ago. And it, it, that got me one of my best contracts inside the industry because because uh, for worth of mouth, everybody was talking about, okay, like Andrea did this. She did this strategy and it went very well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of the, the best strategies that we've done. And mm -hmm. we just incorporated products uh, products inside the, uh, the way that we would market the song. And That's we smart. get other girls involved. 
And not only that, I, I use a lot of my social media accounts and I am Andrea, I am mm-hmm. the publicist, I am the businesswoman, I am the public figure, but I am also an influencer. So I influence people to listen to my artists mm-hmm. that I genuinely like, not only my clients, I could listen to someone that I think that I like mm-hmm. and I want people to absorb them. And it's very organic and people, they consume it. And a lot of people don't know, a lot, a lot of people that I would start posting and they would be like, okay, mm-hmm. um, I, I have some interest in that. I want to see how that works. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to that and that person. And you genuinely like music, like you're a music guy. I love music. Um, and recently, I, since I was young, I've always liked to write songs mm-hmm. and poems and stuff. And for the past months, I've been really thinking about, um, I think that's something that I might do when I'm bored in my Like behind hobby. the scenes writing or like actually be an yeah. artist? And like, no, you know. no, no, just behind the scenes. And I would go to the studio and I would just like do that as a hobby. And I like to get involved, not because I want to do that as mm-hmm. my career, because I already have one. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's very important to, when you have a client, not only to connect with them as in like, you're my client, let me do a press kit on you. Let mm-hmm. me do a press tour. Mm-hmm. No, you need to connect with them in a, a little bit more of an intimate way where you understand uh, how they work creatively. Got you. You need to go with them to the studio. And you need to see the way that they move. You need to understand why they want to put that message out there. Mm-hmm. So you get to have the perfect sauce for yeah. you know, for people to consume. What, what do you think needs to change about the Latin market, like as far as the music? Because you know, everyone seems like I mean, obviously, like people do trap, people do reggaeton, but it kind of sounds. I would like to see more experimentation, like different, try different things. I like, would like to see a little bit of everything you know it's, yeah. it's too much of the same that's what i'm saying it, it it's sounds- too much of you know like it, it's great but there's only certain artists that know how to like come out of that box and do different things like my clients i i pick them because they're all different mm-hmm. they're out of the box they all have different you know like the, their sounds are different and they they get to be commercial as if they know how to be traditional if they want to do trap if they want to do a drill like they get to do all of that But I think that what we need to keep doing is just like um, matching up different markets, trying, oh, okay. you know, yeah. and, 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 and other sounds and more American Blending sounds. cultures. And yeah, I think that's very important. Yeah. That, I mean, one of my favorite records that came out recently, which is, which is dope to me, and I don't know if it's doing well, but but it was the Daddy Yankee and Mark Anthony. He went back and did some salsa shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be cool to see like some young kids like bring back salsa, but make it sound new with the production I mean, and the sounds. And, I think You that, think that it's could not happening right now because I think it's probably too risky. It's too risky because remember that the people that you're mentioning um, are already they, older. They, 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 no, they, they've been in the industry for so long. They have their respect and they know that, that the things that they do and they market, it's going to be safer. You okay. know? For, so do you for think, new artists, it's going to be too risky. Okay, so let me just, let's hypothetically, for, as an example, let's just say Raul Alejandro. Mm hmm gets with a producer who makes like a salsa beat and it, it, it kind of sounds to listen to Raul with maybe like a romeo exactly some yeah pff, on a bachata that would be crazy Did you imagine that, that would be and nuts because he could really say What? yes but i'm sick. saying when you say it's risky does that mean like say raul puts out a salsa record that, that sounds that. new risky meaning like if it doesn't work his career's over because you could just try it if it doesn't no, work then... it's not your career is over but there's 
I'm not going to mention this artist, but there's one artist that he's popping. He's mm -hmm. really popping right now. And he did that last year. Did what? He he did that. A salsa he, song? Yeah. Okay. Like, it was like a salsa type of bachata, and he's big. And he did it, and it was not good. It was just like, oh, blah. Yeah. And it was a huge artist. So you you would think that, oh, my God, it's going to blow up because right. it's huge. It's two huge names. But not everything is going to hit. Everything you put out is not going to no, hit. No, obviously, but... When you put yourself out there mm -hmm. with something like that, you better do it right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're not going to lose your respect in the industry, but it's going to look like, so you just did music to do music. Mm -hmm. You need to study it well before you put it out there. Obviously, not everything's going to be a total hit. Right. Even if you're the biggest artist in the world. Right. But you need to think right. wisely because it's your the reputation. Risk. Exactly. It's the producer's reputation. So you're putting the song out there just because you want to put a song out there and you want to prove to people that you can do this. And at the end of the day, and if it comes out bad, it's going to be like, why did you do right. this? You should just stick to your thing. Yeah. You but know? then on the flip side, if you're too safe and you're just doing the same shit you already know how to do. Yeah, yeah but this song, not... this song I'm talking about is really bad. It was yeah. so bad. It was bad. Damn, when we got to get off the air, we it have to like, you got to tell bad. me that shit. It was bad. It was yeah. bad. It was bad. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I got Andrea de Castro here. Um, Tell the people your social media so they can follow you. So my social media is at Adecastro Font and at Decastro Media. That's my business. Okay, dope. So what are some new things you're trying to get into? Any new artists that you would like to work with that I am looking the styling, to, everything. It's kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, I am looking to get more producers and more writers to just jump on my team and just like mm. start creating more music. I, I want to start putting more music out there. That's dope. Um, that's something that I've always been interested in. Um, like a couple of years ago, I started doing this and I, I put songs out there with, I would just like put producers and artists together and, um, you know, and we, we put songs out there and, and that's something that I want to keep doing. All right, cool. Andrea, I appreciate you pulling up. Thank you. No, thank you for having me here. There it is, guys. Make sure you follow her. Bum.